Let's mother hacking do this. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fierce Room Radio. I'm your host, actually Alexander, actually underscore Alexander on Instagram. That's actually very important because if you don't have the underscore, you just won't find me. But anyways, hi, hello, happy Monday. It's probably not going to be Monday when you listen to this, but it's Monday right now as I'm recording this. I've not recorded a podcast episode in like what I feel like is forever and I feel like I say that every time like oh my god guys I've been on a podcast break but honestly I just wing it that's my motto is just wake up and wing it (laughs) um but really the podcast is just something that I like to do for fun and also to help you guys and if I'm not I've said this before but like if I'm not feeling inspired I just can't talk you know I literally just I can't like talk to you guys about something and here's the thing it's not always about like inspiration because we have to do things Like, we're not always going to feel inspired, but I am, if you follow me, okay, first of all, if you're here, you definitely follow me on Instagram, (laughs) Um, but if you followed my stories for, I don't know, the past month or so, I kind of opened up about my, like, seasonal depression, which last year, I didn't say anything about my seasonal depression on Instagram, and I guess I didn't really honestly like recognize it myself like I knew I was going through something but I kind of and I know how much the season affects me but I just like never I guess wanted to like recognize it or maybe admit it maybe I just like didn't want to admit that I was dealing with seasonal depression last year but I definitely was um and I currently am again and I think one thing is like it's really hard for me to admit that because I'm such a happy person like I know who I am at my core And I know I'm like so happy, so sunshiny, so bubbly. Like I have so much energy and so much love for life and all of that. Like I literally am the girl who wakes up like so excited at like 5 a.m. to like see the sunrise every morning. But in the winter that kind of just like changes a little. Um, Not that I like lose my love for life. But I get, I like lose a lot of motivation. I start moving slower, thinking slower, speaking slower, although I feel like I'm speaking pretty quickly right now. Um, But yeah, so it's just been hard. Like I literally haven't really posted on Instagram that much, like on my feed and things like that because my seasonal depression is definitely kicking in and I have had like a hard time getting out of bed um, and just all of that. So right now I am just kind of figuring out what to do moving forward because I just moved into an apartment um like two months ago and honestly right now I'm kind of kicking myself because I wish I didn't sign a lease for a year because of my seasonal depression I'm like oh my god I need to go somewhere warm but anyways so that was just like a long ramble of where I've been (laughs) um I don't know I guess when you know you're such a happy person it's hard to admit when you are dealing with seasonal depression one because other people like when they hear depression they don't they stigmatize it they think it's like oh you're never happy you're never this and I do show my happy self in my Instagram stories and that's like not fake like I'm feeling that happy and that energetic in the moment I would never 
force things. And I guess that's why sometimes I have a harder time being like, wait, yeah, I also have seasonal depression. But depression and happiness, like true happiness can coexist. So if you are dealing with that, just know that like every emotion is valid and you're not faking it if you're happy. You're not faking it if you're smiling. Like, and don't let other people tell you that. Um, And another reason it's hard for me to admit is because I used to heavily deal with depression, like severe, like major depression, not just seasonal. Um, And I worked so hard to like get rid of that or heal from that. And I really, truly did. And then it just like slaps me right in the face every winter. And here's the thing, (laughs) living in New England the sky has been gray for about two weeks straight. I'm not being dramatic. I'm not exaggerating. The sun has shined, maybe shown, shine, maybe once or twice within like the last three weeks. And it'll come out for like an hour and then it'll go away. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm going, I'm going a little crazy. Um, so yeah, I'm just in this like weird phase where something in my life just isn't feeling like it's aligning. I'm kind of feeling out of place. I don't really know. I don't really know what I need to do. All I know is I have flights booked somewhere warm for the next few days and I'm super excited. I need the sunshine and I know that just like brings my sunshine self back out. Um, This is literally just a ramble about my life, um, which it wasn't supposed to be, but here we are. Um, What else? Oh, so yeah, I have flights booked somewhere warm which I'm super excited about but yeah something in my life just is not aligning I feel out of energetic alignment right now and it's weird and I'm super excited for everything coming within fierce to freedom in January there's so much launching but right now and like don't get me wrong it's all good stuff I'm super excited like I said but right now I'm just having a hard time like connecting deeper with myself Um, I'm still like meditating, flowing, which always helps me connect. But to be honest, I think like in the winter, I have a harder time because I don't spend like I have a hard time connecting with myself because I don't spend as much time in nature, which in the summer, you guys know, or if you follow me in the summer, (laughs) you guys know, I'm like always outside, always taking walks. I literally would work outside all day long. I would sit outside and like read. I would do everything outside and now I'm like cooped up inside. So I think that's a big reason why I'm having trouble like connecting deeper with myself is because I kind of just feel like a little trapped. Like the winter just makes me feel trapped. But anyways, that is just besides the point. (laughs) Um, This episode today is sincerely Alexandra. So A little while ago, I had sent my email list, um, a dear Alexandra, and it was like this anonymous form where you could just write into me asking advice on anything. Um, like remember the advice columns in magazines and people would write in anonymously and like looking for advice on certain topics and the writer would like write back. (laughs) Um, this is kind of the same. So I just sent out the form and I was like, write anything, ask for advice on anything. It's all anonymous. Vent, seek advice, ask questions, anything. And I'm going to respond either in an email or podcast. And today I chose to podcast about it. So I'm just going to read a few because there are a lot and I'm not going to like go through them all. But I just thought it would be fun. So and also one of my favorite books, I think it was 
oh frick (laughs) I forget what book it was but I read it in treatment oh it was like Dear Sugar and it was just all these people writing into Dear Sugar I think I think it was called and she would just write back on anything and I just found it so interesting to hear someone else's like problems and see what the writer would write back and not even to like see someone else's problems but I don't know just like gave you different perspective and it was nice to know that like other people were dealing with similar things and yeah so without further ado I'm just going to read some I'm gonna read a few and I'm gonna give my advice back I literally haven't read them yet so it's gonna be really candid I haven't planned it or anything you guys know like I said in the beginning of this episode wake up and wing it (laughs) okay so first one I'm writing because I'm having a really hard time, especially during quarantine, with wanting to recover. Therapists and counselors have told me that I use disordered eating and exercise addiction to control what's out of my control and to fill the voids in my life slash distract myself. Right now, I don't have any friends and I'm lonely a lot. I live at home, I work two jobs, and I'm finishing school online. I've ended most of my college friendships because they weren't authentic. If I let go of food and exercise, I really have nothing to distract me and focus on. I'm scared to let go of the control and obsession because I don't have anything to replace it, if that makes sense. Having a goal to change my body makes me feel like I have a purpose, and it really does make me feel good sometimes. And it's so easy to get sucked into diet culture. I know it's not true, but it feels like once I like how I look, I'll finally be happy. And so I keep thinking, I'll stop dieting when... And I'll focus on loving myself when dot dot dot. Sincerely, don't want to let go. Oh my goodness. I feel like I am reading this. Like I feel like I wrote this in the past. Um, You know, using disordered eating and exercise addiction to control what's out of your control. That's a huge thing with eating disorders or having a disordered relationship with food is we feel like we can't control things. So we turn to food because it's the one thing we can control. And here's what I realized um, looking back at my journey is I controlled food because I thought that it could control my body and therefore it would control how much I loved myself. So at the root of the issue was my self-worth and what I thought about myself. And I took that out on food and I thought that having a smaller body would bring me all the happiness and all the confidence in the world. And I did everything in my power to get there. And I can tell you that even when I was at my smallest, I was not happy. I did not love myself more. I did not love the way I looked more. Maybe I received compliments on my body, but those were such surface level compliments because I wasn't feeling great. And Honestly, if people can only notice you for your body, I mean, your body is something that is ever-changing. And those compliments, they don't stick. They feel good for a moment. They're a temporary high, but then you're still left feeling like, why don't I love myself? And why can't I see my worth? And, you know, then you go further down the rabbit hole of, I just need to exercise more. I just need to tone up more. I just need to you know, diet more, whatever it may be. And we just put so much blame on our bodies and we try and take that out within our relationship with food. But 
the only thing that that ever got me was feeling so low about myself. Like I was tired all the time. I had brain fog. Like I couldn't think straight because I was so focused on food and my body and I just wasn't present for life. And, you know, that is, that's the truth of it. Like we all think that I'll be happy when I look this way or I'll, I'll fix my relationship with food when I look this way or I'll focus on loving myself when I look this way. But why don't you start with right now focusing on loving yourself for who you are in this moment, accepting yourself for who you are in this moment. And I think that people get so caught up with thinking that self-love is like absolutely loving everything about themselves. Absolutely like looking in the mirror and thinking like you always look so good and whatever it may be. But true self-love is acknowledging who you are and accepting who you are. Even the parts of yourself that, you know, you may not like. There may be parts to you that you don't like. Parts about your life, your past, who you are. That's okay. But self-love is honestly like self-acceptance and self-honesty too. Like being honest with yourself. What makes someone else more worthy than you or more lovable? Like we're all comparing ourselves to people's bodies but we are not bodies we are humans which I try and preach to you guys all of the time like we are humans not bodies so start with looking at yourself as a human and what is so bad about you do you ever wonder that like what is so bad about me that I like feel so bad about myself and I need to turn to food to fix that because when we look at it that way there really is nothing like there's no solid evidence that you are less worthy or less lovable or less whatever than anyone else we like to think so but there's no solid evidence and I think you know I always told myself too, like I'll start loving myself when I reach my goal body or whatever it was and real healing came when I said I'm starting to love myself now I'm not going to wait. I'm going to start now. So working towards loving the human that you are. And once I did that, everything else on, like once I started healing the internal stuff, the external stuff, like my relationship with food and my body and exercise kind of healed itself because once I loved myself enough, I didn't turn to those behaviors to change me. I didn't turn to those behaviors to cope. I turned to self-love and you know, I know it's not always easy to start there, but really like you don't deserve to undereat. You don't deserve to overwork your body. You don't, you don't deserve to be controlled by food or your body. So realize that and realize that maybe you think that the only thing in life that you can control is food, but you know, we're always going to have these circumstances in life. Every single person is going to have circumstances in life that is that they're, they're out of our control. But we can control how we react. So you can choose self-sabotage and self-destruction or you can choose self-care and self-soothing and self, self-love. You can choose that. You can make an empowered decision to say, I'm not going to turn to self-destruction right now. I'm not going to turn to habits that are going to make this even worse. I'm going to turn to loving myself. And I think for one example, like if someone in life hurts you or calls you a mean name or a boy doesn't text you back or whatever it may be, we always want to place blame on ourselves and feel bad about ourselves. But truly, someone's reaction towards us is 
a, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting distracted by that noise on my computer. Someone's reaction towards us is a reflection of something that they're going through in their internal world and honestly has nothing to do with you. So one thing to really do is like separate yourself from outside situations and, and realize that your worth is not dependent on anything external to you. Your worth is intrinsic. Is that the word? <laughs> your worth is internal. It lives within you no matter what goes on in your external world or how you look or what you eat or whatever it may be. So the next part of that, um, you're lonely a lot, live at home, work two jobs, finishing school online, and have ended most of your college friendships because they weren't authentic. Well, good for you. Don't take that as a loss. Ending friendships that aren't authentic gets you closer to your authentic self and your freest self. I stayed stuck in so many friendships that weren't serving me just because I was afraid of being lonely. I was afraid of like not having any friends. But here's the thing I realized is I would rather have people in my life that get me. I would rather have people in my life that are authentic and that I have real, true, genuine relationships with rather than the people in my life that I have surface level relationships with and they're just there to like fill a void so I'm not lonely. Like I would rather just find and have few genuine connections. Like I like to keep my circle very, very small. Like I don't, I would say I don't have a lot of friends um, because I, I mean I do, but I focus on deep connections and it's not about the quantity of people that you have in your life. It's about the quality. And so I think we're all so afraid of like shedding layers of things and letting go of things. But that's how you grow into the next level version of yourself is when it's okay to outgrow things. Like when you let go of people and habits and places and mindsets and jobs and whatever it may be, like relationships that don't serve you, that is you shedding a layer and stepping into a next version of yourself and that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt that doesn't mean it's not painful and that doesn't mean it's not sad um I'm currently in a season of shedding layers um which is what I always like to call it and it hurts growing hurts growing brings growing pains (laughs) and growing pains are no fun to go through but guess what guess where they get you to this beautiful transformation so I like to think of it as like a butterfly or a caterpillar in a cocoon and to transform it has to like break through the cocoon the, the chrysophilus <laughs> I don't know what it's called the chrysalis <laughs> honestly my eight-year-old nephew would know what it's called but breaking through and like transforming into this beautiful butterfly and the breakthrough hurts like it does not feel good but that's what we have to go through in life like we have to go through these hard times to get to the other side, which is like really beautiful. And whenever I'm in this season of growth or I'm shedding layers or I'm saying goodbye to something that no longer serves me, it's okay to mourn that. It's okay to be upset and sad over what you're losing, but also remain hopeful for where you're going and what you're gaining at the same time. So mourn what you're losing while at the same time being really hopeful for what's to come. So when you end a friendship because it's not authentic, It's okay to mourn that, but also realize that that is you leveling up to find the people in your life that are authentic. And when you start showing up to life as your full self, that is when you attract the right people that are meant for you. You attract the right things that are meant for you. And truthfully, I think that some people are in our lives for seasons just to, you know, some people aren't meant to be in our lives forever and that's okay. They're in our lives for seasons. They help us grow. They help us evolve. They teach us things. They 
everyone in our life teaches us a lesson in one way or another. Every goodbye teaches you a lesson. And so look at it in a positive lens and feel gratitude for what you learned. You can mourn what what you've lost and feel really excited for where you're going. So the next part of that is I'm scared to let go of the control and obsession because I don't have anything to replace it, if that makes sense. Having a goal to change my body makes me feel like I have a purpose and it really does make me feel good sometimes. Okay, yes, I get this. This does make sense. It makes sense that you feel like if you let go of this obsession, what else do you have to focus on? Because I used to think the same thing. And once I decided to drop that to, once I realized like I am living my one life in this stupid obsession with food and my body and I'm going to look back on my life and this is what I'm going to remember like hell no once I decided to that I needed to step away from that obsession I found different things and different passions and different things that like made me excited I found traveling that's when I first found traveling I dove deep into personal development books um journaling like things like that healthy things I found more of myself I had you know a better social life, not that we can now because of COVID, but I let myself meet new people. I let myself do fun things. I found so much more life outside of a, outside of obsession because we cannot live and obsess at the same time. We cannot live and obsess at the same time. We have to choose one or the other and I chose living and I promise you it is worth it. Your mind doesn't have to obsess over something. You can have goals that are way outside of your body. Your body should be the least interesting thing about you you can pick up new hobbies like try yoga try meditating try journaling go on walks even though it's cold (laughs) take the scary steps to find out who you are outside of this obsession and I know that's not easy but it's worth it that's how you live you have a purpose that is so 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 far beyond having a quote-unquote nice body You have a purpose that is so far beyond trying to get society's ideal body. Figure out what you love. Figure out what lights up your soul and chase that. Chase that instead of a perfect body. Chase getting to know yourself better beyond your body because a lot of us just walk around with a surface level relationship with ourselves because we don't look at ourselves as humans. We don't look at ourselves as souls. We're walking around letting our body determine who we are and how we live. We're letting our body determine that We need to go to the gym six days a week for an hour and no, I can't go to pizza with my friends because of the calories or no, I can't say yes to last minute drinks because I didn't save up calories for it. Like we are literally living a life that is led by our body rather than led by our soul, led by the human that we are and the way that we want to live. Like you have so much more purpose than to just walk around and have a thin waist or toned arms and nice legs. That should be the least interesting thing about you. So allow yourself, like give yourself permission to step outside of who you've always known yourself to be. Like, yeah, maybe you've always known yourself to be this girl who obsesses over food and her body and chases this goal body, but you have it within you to be someone else. You can choose to step into a new version of yourself. You don't have to keep reliving the story of your past you can create a different future and I know from years being spent getting sucked into diet culture that it is so hard to step away but my biggest tip within this is this is honestly one of the biggest things that helped me in my relationship with food it's what I preach to the girls inside of fierce to freedom create your own definition of health 
Like I realized when I, when I was being quote unquote healthy, (laughs) my healthiest, I was actually like my least healthiest because all I was focused on was the food that I was eating and the way I was moving my body. But health, true health is so much more than that. True health, like your mindset is your health. Your happiness is your health. That is one huge thing that like when I set out to like redefine my definition of health, I looked at it as my happiness and What made me happy was going out to drinks and chips and guac and like margaritas and like pizza and ice cream with my friends, like socializing those that made me happy. And if you look at health as happiness, then doing those things like saying yes to drinks and chips and guac with your friends is healthy. You're allowed to create your own definition of what a healthy lifestyle is because for so long, I was living inside the definition of everyone else's healthy lifestyle and I never felt less healthy. I was going to the gym six days a week at least for an hour, lifting, doing cardio, all the things. I was eating all the quote unquote right foods. And guess what? I didn't, I probably felt my worst because I was saying no to memories. I had barely any social life. I was tired all the time. The only thing I could focus on was food in my body and the gym. And once I allowed more room in my life for other things, once I allowed more room in my life for things like fun, naturally the obsession with food in my body went away over time. Like over time, it went away. I'm not saying it happened overnight, but once I allowed more room for other things in my life, I found more things that I actually loved outside of obsessing over food and my body. So one of my biggest tips is to recreate your definition of health. Realize that if you are not happy, you are not healthy. If you are missing out on things due to your healthy lifestyle, that's not a healthy lifestyle. That's an obsessive lifestyle. Um, And then, so I recreated my own definition of health and then I stayed in my own lane. Those were like my, that was like my biggest motto is stay in your own lane. So whenever I found myself getting sucked back into diet culture, I'd be like, nope, stay in your own lane. And I would swerve back into my own lane and onto my own definition of health because every person is allowed to have their own definition. There's not this black and white definition, this textbook definition of what is going to make you feel healthy because we are all so individual. But we get so sucked sucked into like comparing to how someone else feels their healthiest and convincing ourselves that, oh, we'll feel our healthiest then too. But it's just not true. So create what your definition of health is. Remember that happiness, your happiness is your health. And then stay in your own lane when you find yourself getting sucked in. And I was going to do a few more, but I feel like um, I'm going to just do one this time because I, one, (laughs) rambled for a lot longer than I expected to. Um, I know it's still kind of a quick episode, but I guess my biggest takeaway or my biggest place of advice, which I know I've probably said in this episode already, is just to love yourself. And I know that just seems so hard, but... You deserve to love yourself and you deserve to see your worth. You deserve to live a life in freedom. And this is goes for anyone listening to this and anyone who has related to anything that I've said or anything that was written from the, the writer. I almost said the reader, but this isn't a book. You don't deserve to live a life that is controlled by food in your body. You have one life. One life, one chance, one chance at this. 
And we don't get a redo. And I know it just sounds so cliche and like, oh my God, yeah, Allie, I know. But yeah, we all know that. But are we living by that? If we were to look at our lives, this was a big wake up call for me. It's like, if I was to look at the last few months of my life right now, like, would I be happy with how I was spending it? And when I was obsessing with food and my, over food and my body, like, no, I would not have been happy with how I was spending my one life. Memories matter most. You are a human, not a body. Those are literally the words that got me through so much is that I just reminded myself of like, all right, you have one life. Memories matter most. And you are a human, not a body. And promising myself to live as a human, not a body. Promising myself to say yes to memories, to make the one life that I had like worth it and exciting and fun and that meant saying yes to last minute drinks and going out and getting the pizza at 2 a.m after like bar nights with my friends and all of that it meant living truly living without obsession because once again we cannot live and obsess at the same time and so if you are stuck in obsession remember you only get one one life so ask yourself if you're happy with the way you're living it And if not, remember that you have everything within you. You have the power to change. You can live the life that you want to live. Envision it. Who is your freest self? And what would you be doing if you were living your life as a human, not a body? How would your life be different? Close your eyes and let yourself see it. Let yourself envision it. Let yourself dream it. Journal about it. Write as if you are your future self. Your future self is already in you. The person that you want to be in the life that you want to have, it's already within you. You just need to allow yourself to unlock it. If you have a vision for yourself, if you have dreams, if you have, if you have goals, it's all within you. You just need to allow yourself to unlock it. So, um, yeah, that's that. <laughs> um, wing it, wake up and wing it. I, I was going to, like I said, I was going to read more, but I just felt like that one, that one was a good one to start with. That was dear Alexandra. So I guess you deserve to love yourself just as much as you think other people deserve to love themselves. And that is my words to you. Sincerely, Alexandra. (laughs) If you tuned into this episode, thank you so much. If you liked this episode, Thank you so much. If you listen to this episode, that's the same thing as tuning in. Thank you so much. (laughs) I just appreciate everyone who's here. And I'm actually going to leave the link or the, what's it called? Yeah, the link. If you want to write your own, dear Alexander, and I can respond to you. Um, I have a bunch to respond to, but it's all anonymous. And I just think it's a really great way to just get some advice and, you know, hear what other people are going through and know you're not alone and, anything like that. So I'm going to leave the link in the show notes. If you want to write your own, dear Alexandra, if you want me to speak directly to you on one of these podcasts, here it is. The link will be below. And thank you once again for being here. I appreciate you all with love, Alexandra.